The following episode contains discussions about sensitive topics, including domestic violence and suicide. We understand that these are difficult subjects for many. If you or someone you know is struggling, we urge you to seek help from a mental health professional or a trusted individual. Listener discretion is advised. Hey babes, this is the Got Our Back podcast, where it's all about friendship and fun. I'm Maria. I'm Carrie. And I'm Megan. And we're so stoked to have you with us. Get ready to feel humbled, empowered, and real as we dive into great advice, stories that'll make you go, whoa, and some real life. Why the f- did you bleep me? Girl. So let's hang out and let the good vibes roll. Are we really on episode three? So. Oh my goodness. How did we we haven't quit yet? No. We, we haven't. still like Maria. each other? Oh my gosh. Friends for love. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. People get, I get annoyed easily. Did y'all know that? No. Yeah. Have you been annoyed annoyed. with me yet? No, no. I think I just get like really just, you know, I can't control y'all, so. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're seeing a pattern. I know. She tried to give us the like rundown, you know, before. Well, and I'm like, no, no, it's raw and real. You got this girl. Yeah. And you've done good. Raw and real girl. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of us. We are. I'm so proud. We're doing this. So that's good. I love it. Welcome back to Got Her Back. I got your back. Got your back. I got your back too. (laughs) I don't know about this episode. It could get a little deep, but we're going over daddy issues. I don't know. We've been like through the holidays and through everything else. I got to spend some time with my dad and y'all know you've met Dean. I you met, met Dean. Dean. You uh, have not. No. Had but the why pleasure do you call your dad of by meeting his first Dean? Name. Well, because Dean is something special. Dean is a whole personality. He's a whole vibe. He's a vibe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is. I don't know. I just call my dad Dean. Hey. Uh, we call him Dean, Dino, but definitely not Dad. Mm-mm. No. He's um, he's funny. Um, he's funny. So I grew. He's up, raw. That's a great word for Dean. (laughs) Megan, so one day I had to run an errand and go down there, which was really funny. Megan and I had already been friends for years. I mean, this was last year. And I had to go buy some groceries and take them down there, like a family emergency and stuff like that. And she, like, she happened to call me and she's like, hey, let's, I was like, no, I got to go. I got to go to Dean's. I got to take some, got to pick up some groceries. I got to take them to Dean's. And they live like an hour and a half away. She was like, oh, I have nothing to do today. So let's go get some groceries and go to Dean's. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't take anybody to Dean's. <laughs> did I not? You did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We do not take the people that we love to Dean's. Like, Dean's is, you know. So you don't love me because I've never met Dean. Well, oh, I love you because I haven't taken <laughs> you to meet Dean. One day... I mean, I think that now that I like know you, know you, like I feel like you would get it. Okay, I feel what like I you would you? get it. I feel I like you, you would be fine. Do you remember what I told you that day? I'm like, girl, it's no big deal. I was raised in a trailer house. Let's do this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I Let's mean, go. I love, I love my dad. Like, I love every part of my dad. But like, my dad, I have to decompartmentalize my dad. Like, my dad is like this guy from like my childhood and then he's like this guy from my adulthood and i have to i I have to like make him two people to be okay with him 
Like, that I don't bad? know. Like, I just oh, had just a really ahead. rough uh, go at it. And, but I completely, like, forgive him. Like, I don't want to go too much into him because I realize now, like, he grew up and he is the way that he is because of the way that he was raised. So I just think just grace, like, as I've gotten older, has allowed me to be like, okay, like, and I met his dad. Like, I, like, had a chance to, like, meet his dad as an adult and then it was like all came full circle to me to be like oh i get it i get it but you know like i'm gonna push you a little harder okay i know you don't probably want to go here oh, okay but since i know i'm gonna push you push a little bit harder okay tell me I'm about nervous. your childhood and why you compartmentalize your dad because i'm super like i'll tell you as your friend like mm-hmm. i tell you all the time like I can't believe that, like, you can even love or be around your dad mm-hmm. from the stories you've told me about your dad when mm-hmm. you were little. And yeah. it was just a lot of abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And so. Not abuse to me. No. Um, I want to say that. Like, he has never. Y'all, I've never had a spanking in my life. Can you believe that? As a big <laughs> rebel as you are, you've I've, never had I've a spanking. I've never had a spanking in my life. Swear. Maybe, maybe no, I need to I spank you. this year. <laughs> <laughs> with the idea but I've never ever ever have I ever like been abused or anything like that like by my parents Um, but there was lots of infidelity and like affairs and abuse and stuff like that like with my mother and um, I have lots of sisters so and I'm like smack dab in the middle so all of the hard times I feel like were in my like childhood not in my youngest sister's childhood not in my older sister's childhood um they were you know safe from it for the most part and it was all like more like my era mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that's when my parents were in the thick of it like hard times in their marriage and things like that so it was like me and my mom you know like rallying together so I would say like that would be like the gist of it But, like, when I look at my dad now, I don't see the same person as I saw when I was little. Mm -hmm. I see, like, somebody completely different. I see that he's grown and changed. And he's had lots of different things happen to him that has, you know, changed him. So I can get down with that. So I can see that people can change and stuff like that. But I also, like, know where to meet people, you know? Maria, you? You got any daddy issues over there? (laughs) I mean, this episode's I mean, called Who's Your Daddy? Who's My Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Tell Thank us. You. Who I mean, is your daddy? My dad was the typical Filipino guy. You know, he left. He didn't leave. He basically went off to um, the United States when me and my mom, and, you know, me and my sisters were younger. Where did you grow up? In the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So I don't really remember a whole lot from my childhood, but what I remember is he wasn't there mm-hmm. only because he was working for us, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would say the first six years of my life, he wasn't fully present. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to Germany and then that's where we reunited where he- How old were you? I was six, almost seven years mm-hmm. old. So can you imagine being raised without a father- and then suddenly you have one. So, suddenly I have one in a different country. Yeah. And so it's not like he wasn't a father. He was working for mm-hmm. us. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been we probably wouldn't be here, you know, because he was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Army. And so 
I was just so used to him being away. Even when we were in Germany, he was still in the military, but there were times where he would be gone for three to six months, maybe even a year. So I've always gotten used to just, I guess, being raised by... Female uh, energy. I wouldn't say a single mother because, you know, a single mother is someone that, you know, works solely and takes care of the... She was solo parenting. And so um, every time I would say he would, you know, come home and tell me what to do. It's kind of like, whoa, whoa. Like, who are you? Yeah, where did this come from? I'm used to just dealing with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's where we clashed a lot. Um, backstory. I wouldn't know if this is a backstory, but... Uh, You're a middle child too, right? No, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest? I am. It's weird. Why Look, did I think that you were oldest, the... Why did I middle, think you were the middle... Youngest. Baby. Yeah, I'm the oldest. We have three perspectives. Why did I think you were the middle? Why no. did I think that... Nope. Oh. Yeah. No. So when I was a teenager, um, that's when I started dating, you know, and he was just very... Where did you live when you were a teenager? Indianapolis. Okay. So I wouldn't say he was... He was just very firm. Mm -hmm. Like he set about like, I couldn't do certain things. I couldn't go on dates. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I know he was just protecting me, but it was a way for me to also like... Rebel. Rebel. So I rebelled a little bit. <laughs> this I should be called a little... Re- Rebel Podcast. Re- yeah. <laughs> rebel. rebel, Rebel, Rebel. So rebel I rebelled a, a little bit to the point where we, all we did was argue. Yeah. It got so bad that we didn't talk for mm-hmm. months. And we finally, it was, I remember I ordered a pizza and I was like, you know, I'm going I'm to make men's with my dad. So I ordered a pizza, one of his favorites. And we started, you know, talking again, just got to a better place. And I think it was just like God's way of telling me like, you know, you you have to just do better for your father, you know? Mm-hmm. How he, old do you think you were? I was 16. Yeah. And you thought that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, I don't know. He passed away a f- two weeks after that. So oh yeah, that was like supposed to oh, be. I was like, oh, Maria, are you giving us tears? No. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love that. And so I just feel Maria, like I've never seen the side of you because she doesn't cry. She's no, not. I don't cry. Neither one of you are a crier. Oh shoot, I saw her cry once in Bali. <laughs> and I just feel like, and that's why I love my husband the way I do is because I didn't like I had a father. But I didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, I didn't have a guy. Like, well, a you dad. lost him when you were 16. Yeah, I didn't have a dad to protect me from guys, you know? Like, and thank God, I felt like my husband was God sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> because he was. And, like, he couldn't have picked the perfect husband because, like, I love that he for you. is the father I've always wanted. Like, Trent is the father I've always wanted as a child, and he is that. And you get to see it with Marley and mine. For my kids, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Interesting. Love yeah. that. Oh, where's the tissue? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I feel like that's why I'm as reserved as I am because I had to protect myself mm-hmm. growing up. You didn't have your dad. No. And when Tristan was born— I felt like it was a way of, like, just another guy, like, loving me unconditionally, you Mm -hmm. know? So. (laughs) Give her a hug. Get over there and give her a hug. I'll give you a hug. Oh, I love her. 
This is too soon. This is episode three and I'm crying. Oh my gosh. I had no idea though. Like I knew that your father passed away, but you've always said it so stoically that you didn't really understand, you know? Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't even say it was issues, you know? I just feel it was like more of like the the absence. Mm -hmm. Even though I got used to him not being around, it's so important for a teenage mm-hmm. woman, girl to have their father mm-hmm. you know because that's supposed to be their first love you know mm-hmm. like just showing them what kind like I feel bad for any guy that comes up to my daughters because <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for them yeah. too. like I feel really bad because I feel like they have so much amount for but that's what you want you want your daughters to feel so strong so secure yeah. and be like oh no I, I don't need you that it's going to take someone, like, coming, like, full force, like, meaning it yeah. for it to mean anything. It can't be, like, settling for crumbs, you yeah. know? And so, like, a few weeks ago, you know, Trent and I had this one-on-one talk, and he was like, I feel like, he was like, I know you, but I don't fully know you. Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't like to cry. Yeah. And it here I am crying in front of you, crying of whoever's watching this. <laughs> I'm crying because I just don't like people seeing my weakness because like what I said, I've always mm-hmm. been very protected. I, re- yeah. I resonate with that. I think that everyone my entire life has always like called me the strong girl and you've been through so much, Megan, and how are you resilient? And, you know, sometimes you don't want to be the strong girl. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to be like, I'm strong like as a front and I'm strong to protect myself. And yes, I have been through a lot. And yes, I probably will go through a lot more, hopefully, in my lifetime. But, you know, that, like, crying doesn't make you weak. I think as I've gotten older, like, I have, like, became, like, the crybaby. I have an aunt, Aunt Louise. Love you, Aunt Louise. (laughs) Um, She would cry on a drop of a dime, as my dad would say, you know. And, uh, like, as I've gotten older, like, I'm that mom that cries at the Christmas program. Mm -hmm. I'm that mom that cries at the band program, you know, like, Literally, if you if I'm really mad, I cry, or if I'm really sad, I cry, or sometimes if I'm really happy, I cry. But I had to like I went from being like unemotional as a kid to like this like crazy crier. And so. I just flip flop the other way, which is really crazy. Like I used to cry everything, like a tampon commercial or <laughs> a tampon um, commercial, a sn- like a snow globe, or like I would just like cry yeah. my eyes out. Like I think I cried so much that like this year, like I just can't cry. Yeah. Like even when I want to, I'm like and like nothing. Like I might <laughs> like cry now. It might get wet, but like. That's it. And I think yeah. that's so weird because I'm like, what well, is happening? just have like seasons, right? Yeah. But I want, Maria, you to feel like yeah. it's okay to cry, right? And sometimes I don't like, like I to come cry. Oh, oh, Maria. Like, do you think I'd like to like, not be able to you, control? It makes you like human. It yes. makes you human. Of course. Like, of course. Yeah, you need to do that with your husband. I mean, I do cry alone by myself when no one sees me. I cry me. in the shower <laughs> only. <laughs> Not true. Yeah. I saw both of you cry in Bali. This is, yeah. We all cried in Bali. Which Don't is, you think that's so crazy? I just is. think it was the environment, like yeah. how beautiful it was. Super spiritual. And just a beautiful trip. And like we got to see such cool things yeah, and like, experience such really cool things. Like I never thought I would be a experience. So I thought, right. think it's crazy that we all like cried on that trip. 
it was for one reason or another, whether mm-hmm. it was good. There bad. was times I was just like looking out the window in that van and just like crying. Like I just couldn't right. stop it. It was wild. I was like, I don't want to ever leave. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. It was really crazy. Is it my turn? Yeah. I'm kind of like dreading. Oh. I've been putting off. Like I've been putting off. Hey, you made me talk about Dean. <laughs> and we made Maria cry. Yeah. But I want to go back to Maria for one second. What do you think will be the difference between the way that you are and like how protected you are? Do you think that Maya and Marley will be different? Like because of the experience that they have. And and I love the Shelton family. I'll just say that. I love like being at any of your holidays. I love being everything because of the male energy. Mm-hmm. Um, because how loving they are and how present they are with all of their kids. Like because of everything that I've been through, I think that that's special to watch them like with all of their kids. And Mr. Shelton... For sure. Yeah. Like, Mr. Shelton's, like, my he's favorite. Like the father. I guess he kind like, of, you know, filled so that. So, I actually love being, like, with Mr. Mm-hmm. Shelton just because it's just such a good representation of, like, what a good male leader, like, what comes out of that and what trickles down from all of you. Like, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's really cool. And to see all the boys, because it's an all-boy, mm-hmm. you know, all-male family. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's cool. And I think it's cool, like, even though they have lost their mother, um, how they still incorporate her every year. And how mm-hmm. they still show love for her every year and respect her. And I don't know. It just shows you, like, what that dynamic could actually lead to. So, I appreciate that. And I'm sure that that's, I'm sure you feel that a million times more than I do. (laughs) I only get a glimpse of it, you know, when we're hanging out on a birthday or New Year's or something like that. And I get to be a part of it, which I've always been super grateful for. Um, But you seeing it like day in and day out, I'm sure, like not having your father and losing Mm -hmm. your father at such a young age, like what that's done for you. It's definitely something like what I said I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. But as far as being controlled or not controlled being you know i want to give my kids the ability to express themselves yeah you know i would rather know upfront what's going on versus something you know it could be something i could help prevent something you mm-hmm. know so if tristan knock on is this wood like let's say <laughs> we'll you know something happens and he yeah. gets somebody knocked up, you know, pre- you know, like I would rather knocked up. Yeah. I would rather know ahead of time just so I could be there for them. Like, I don't want to be that disciplinarian. I mean, we just dis- don't get me wrong. You don't we wanna... have we have rules and stuff, but you want there to be an open line of communication yeah. where he feels comfortable. Absolutely. It's not like I want to be my kids friends. I'm not their friend. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, like, me and Trent haven't gone through anything that they will go through, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just want them to be open with us Mm -hmm. so we could help, um, we could help avoid certain issues, certain, you know, so. Speaking of daddies. I have some daddy issues. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I do. I have no idea what you're speaking of. Well, I had two dads. I had a real dad. Hmm. Yeah. And then I had a dad that raised me. And so I'm like a firm believer of like, you know, blood 
it doesn't have to be blood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so starting off on my real dad, I'm a child survivor of a murder-suicide. Um, day of divorce, mm -hmm. long story short. Day of divorce. Day of divorce. Okay, so I feel like I knew that they were going through a divorce, your yeah. mother and father, but I don't think that I knew that it was the day of divorce. I knew that they left the court and mm -hmm. he, the courtroom told him that your mom was allowed to go in and get all of your, whatever they y'all needed, right? right? Mm -hmm. Out of y'all's house. Mm -hmm. And your mom took you and your, you and your sister with no. her. My sister was in kindergarten. So she was in school. My mom took me. So we lived in a trailer house. Your sister wasn't with you? No. <sighs> she was at kindergarten. This whole time I thought that Stephanie was with you. No, she's been picked up you twice by from school for over parents that committed suicide. It's super sad. You were by yourself on the porch? I was. I was. Wow. My I dad, thought your sister was with you this whole time. No. So we went back to the house and my dad, my real dad, um, locked me out on the porch and he took my mother inside and unloaded a gun in the back of her head. Do you and remember the day? I don't. I was two and I've had therapy and I was really scared to go because I was like, am I going to remember this? Like, are they going to be able to like pull it out of me? I don't. So like, mm -hmm. I only know like what, you know, family members have told mm -hmm. me. Thank you, Jesus, because I don't think I would want to remember that. But so as a two-year-old, y'all go to your your home mm -hmm. that y'all you were raised in yes. and your dad tells you you stay out on the porch well he locks me outside. yeah he locked you outside as a two-year-old right and you just sit out there by yourself while your mom goes in right and then he shot her five times twice was in the back of the head and then he shot and killed himself my mother was a fighter so mm -hmm. she crawled over his dead body and back then you had home phones, right? So she called landline. over. Yep. She went to the landline and called her best friend lived across the street. After mm -hmm. five shots. After five shots. Um, how old was your mom? Um, you know? Tw um, I was two. So she was 17 when she had my sister. So I'm going to say she was early 20s, mid 22. 20s. 22. Okay. 22, 23. Very young, yeah. She was so young. Mm -hmm. Was your dad the similar age? Uh, three or four years older. Mm -hmm. Not quite sure the exact. How long were they married? You know, back then, like, you know, she got pregnant with my sister at 16 or 17. And back then, you just didn't get pregnant and not get married. So, mm, you know, yeah. um, th they got married pretty young and early. And um, I think she was probably an abusive situation um, from what I've been told. I'm sure. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure if it was physical and verbal, but for sure verbal. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know. Do you remember your dad? I don't. Not my real dad. No, I don't. So my mom, you know, she crawled to phone she told her best friend like hey steve has shot me um megan's on the porch come and get her i'm not gonna make it and so um her you know her best friend came and got me off the porch and you know she fought she fought we lived in a small desolate town that didn't even have a hospital they had to drive her by ambulance 20 minutes they, well first the ambulance had to come 20 minutes to get her then 20 minutes back, um, it was too serious. So they had a care flighter to Oklahoma City. So that was like, you know, taking, an, uh, you know, another helicopter. So, you know, she fought and I think she fought for her kids. So um, my mom was in the hospital probably 30 days and lived through that. That same year, she ended up marrying my dad, Jerry, which is who raised me and my sister from two and five and two and six, I guess. Me and my sister are about four years apart. <clears throat> and 
when you, I tell you an amazing man that is was not my dad. He was my stepdad, but it's the only dad I've ever known. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom died also. Like, she came back and when I was 11, and my sister was six, 15, I guess, 15. My mother ended up committing suicide. And so my sister has been picked up not once but twice from school. Um, me only once. When I was 11, I was in fifth grade, but... You know, my dad could have given us to our aunts or, you know, he could have given us or pawned us off on somebody else. But he's got three kids of his own that, you know, that were older and we were, you know, it's kind of like he raised us from so small um, all the way through. And mm-hmm. he didn't. He, he he made a promise to our mother that he would, you know, take care of us. And he did. And I love Jerry. I know. he's in a, um, I was you know, talking about him last night, actually. And were? I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about... The party that you had at your house. Fourth of July. And he, you had the DJ and y'all were dancing. (laughs) And y'all were like, that's like my main thing. Well, he's a jokester, A, but like just watching y'all dance and just like getting that video of you guys, like... I know, you know, on my Facebook Messenger, it's mm-hmm. like when you go to add a picture, it's my, it's like the first thing and it's stuck there. So I won't let anything else on my Facebook Messenger because every time I pull up my Facebook Messenger to like share a picture out of the Facebook Messenger, it's there, that video that you took and so that you shared with me. And so I won't like... It's stuck there? It's That's there. interesting. It is. And so mm-hmm. like if I want to share something on a Facebook Messenger, I'll go to my photos or whatever and then share it that way. But mm-hmm. I want it to d- just stay there. Like yeah. it's just like my way of like having a God wink. Like every time that. I open it. So almost like you have like amnesia right like yeah. every time and you're like you open it up and you're like oh, oh I love that yeah. it's like so it's so good and he was so happy that day it was and you know to be honest like he was a great man and he but he wasn't perfect right like I put him on a pedestal now and I talk about him like he was larger than life but he expected a lot I mean I would tell you I'm probably would never I tell people a I could be a crackhead on the street with the life I've lived mm-hmm. you know and and the things I've been through um, and the things that I've overcame. and um, But my dad expected a lot. And mm-hmm. I, a lot of my perfectionism, you know, he ran a company growing up. And I watched that. And I like watched a tight this, ship. Oh, yeah. Tight ship. Was a warden of a penitentiary. Like, it just, like, everything business-wise, like, it's funny how we weren't blood. But, like, I took on his personality. Like, I'm a jokester. Mm-hmm. I have the type A personality. He expected straight A's. You know, for school, environment. Like, it wasn't where are you, you know, it wasn't if you're going to college, it's where you're going to college. And so it was all those things. But, you know, at the time, I probably resented some of those things, but it made me who I am today. And mm-hmm. I'm super proud of that. How do you think, like, um, maybe the situation with your real father affected you in your relationships today? Well, I would say probably not so much my real father. I think, even though this is daddy issues, well, I think, well, Jerry run that daddy. back. Right. Right. But for me, for Steve, I think that that's <laughs> like the boogeyman in the closet because it's like almost something that you would see on Dateline, right? And so mm-hmm. when you tell somebody that you get the initial shock factor, your and, story is and so, a whole episode. Did you ever yeah. hold a stigma with that story like and your um like did you grow up like did everybody from your school like you grew up in a small town like was there a stigma with you from your parents or well, was luckily, there not No because luckily we moved from that town okay. about 5 6 months after my mother passed um we moved and we moved you know away from the town where my dad committed you know whatever mess you want to call that. I call it the, we call it the accident in my family. So it just, um, you call it the accident. Why? Um, you know, I don't know. Coping I mean, mechanism. I guess maybe, I don't know. Who like it's just it that everybody, I don't know. Like maybe only me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and, but 
I used to hear him on a podcast. This is the first time I've been like, no telling who's going to hear this, but I only tell that story to like people that I'm super close I to. I don't think I heard your story for years after I met you. Right. Because it takes, I mean, it's an intimate story, right? And I can tell it at this point I mean, point that's in my not life. the first thing that you, no. you open up with. Because no. people are going to be like, what no. the heck? No. <laughs> but if I, it just I feel like. It just so wild. It, it does. Yeah. You just don't, you don't believe it, right? I think. I think that that's the boogeyman in the closet, right? I think it's more so um, like with my kids and knowing like and being, I think I've lived a life of fear a lot of times because I always like, you think like, well, that person made me. I'm half of that person. Like, am I a monster? Am I crazy? And, you know, if you're, you know, you go through times, like if you're not with the right person, um, maybe that person makes you to believe or, or tells to feel you like, that you're crazy. right and preys on your insecurities. And so it needs to be you. You only want to tell that or to to the right person because if the wrong person gets a hold of that information, then they can use it against you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think more so like with my mother dying at eleven, I think that just it's a lot of abandonment. So it's you know me and my sister we were grocery shopping and cutting the yard and cleaning the house, and our dad went to work every day. So here we were, these two little girls doing all these independent, doing the laundry. You know, we did all these things that kids probably Mm -hmm. that age should not be doing. We We carried around a checkbook. You know, they didn't ask for ID back then. You know, like we would go to this. I was writing checks at 12, 13, 14 years old. And so, yes, that's made me like, it made me grow up like super quick and super fast. But when you're super independent, especially trying to be in a relationship or a marriage, you bring that forward. And so usually by the time I'm trying to ask for help, I'm already spiraling out of control mm-hmm. and it's too late. It's 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 too far gone. Would you say that you've always struggled with anxiety or would you say that your anxiety stems from your parents? You know, I do struggle with anxiety. I mean, that is a thing, but I also have learned that it also depends on what situation mm-hmm. you're in and what people are you surround yourself with. And maybe it's sometimes people that cause me anxiety or the situation that I'm in causes me anxiety. It was a lot of anxiety just to agree. It took two years for you guys to talk me into doing this podcast. And I'm over here talking about anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just worry about yeah. your anxiety. Yeah, and it's the anxiety of the... Because it, it's like, okay, this is raw. And yeah, as real as I say that I am, I also have those insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm human. Like I am not like some strong person that everything goes okay and everything's butterflies and roses. And no, no, that is not my life. Like it doesn't matter. My life is like a lot of tragedy, a lot of grief, a lot of pain. Yes, I've overcome a lot of it, but it still leaves me with, sometimes I tell people like I'm damaged. I'm damaged. No. Yeah. No, it builds character. No. It builds character. I don't, think you would, I don't think you would be. It builds humbleness. Considered. Nobody is damaged. Oh, I'm damaged. I, I'm, and, damaged. And my, and, you know, I'm damaged. Nobody is damaged. I mean, I love that you say that and I love that you feel that, but that means I have more work to do on myself, right? Because I feel that way. Like yeah. I feel that, especially like in relationships, like I feel like. I'm bringing forward, you know, issues from childhood trauma and then that childhood trauma manifested in relationships and maybe manifested in a marriage and then, you know, losing a marriage and going through a divorce. That's but you a go to counseling thing. every single week. I know. Hello. I love her. Love, love her. Love her. Love her. Love her. <laughs> I got a new one. Oh. I got a new one. I got a new one. I did. Um, but, you know, it's just... I think it's a lot of, uh, 
I think it's the fear versus the independence, you know, that is what I struggle with, right? Like it's the fear of like, I don't ever want to be that person. And so like, I don't ever want to be that depressed. I don't ever want to be, have that much anxiety. I don't ever want to be whatever that was. And so I've lived my life So do you think your fear is way. like that you will be like them? Exactly. Right. Like, and I Aww. don't ever want to like, you know, abandon my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. abandoned. Oh gosh. I'm oh my gosh. We just <laughs> hit know? a nerve. I know. Right. There's so that's like, like your little right. button right there. So your yeah. fear is that you don't want to be like my leave parents. your kids like and I, you were. I, I, I say that, but like when my, when it comes to my mother, like my mother was like, strong and resilient and fought through could you imagine being 23 years old and having to fight for your life and like still having two kids to raise I mean she did the best she could with what tools she was given and so I had to like as a kid it felt a lot of and still feels abandonment but as an adult I can look back and realize and you can appreciate her more that's right because she made it long enough to get us a dad Mm -hmm. that was amazing Give you Terry. Yeah. Love <laughs> Love you. And you had him. I did for a long time. Right. Up until two years ago, yes. That's yeah. why I tried to appreciate Dean. You like should. now. Yeah, because it's because I'm like, at least I have a father. Yes. And um I was talking to somebody one day and they were like, Your parents were thrust into a life that they were trying to survive through, mm. right? Yeah, and so they did the best that they could with the tools that they and our our parents were called the silent generation. So no therapy, no talking about it, no nothing. Just do whatever they saw done. And so I remember being like maybe twenty five, and I was hanging out at my dad's house, and he comes in there and he grabs me and Chelsea, my younger sister, and he says, "Hey, girls, y'all need to come outside to the guest house. Uh, my dad's here," and we were like. Because we, I mean, we hadn't met his dad before, little, but not like as adults. Mm-hmm. And um, his dad is very intimidating, very like, I don't know, just, he just looked yeah. harsher to me, like his personality. And so um, we walk in there and my dad's like excited. So in my mind, I'm looking at my dad like a child because he looks childlike, right? He's like, come on out. And like, he was excited. See my dad. And he's like super excited. And so we like get up and go out there and we're like, oh, goodness, what is going to happen? You know, Chelsea, like shit talking, you know, whatever. (laughs) So we go out there and we walk out and he's like, dad, this is my daughter's. Like, I want you to meet your granddaughter's. And he like turns to us really slow and he says, I don't have granddaughters. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, no. And my dad, when I made eye contact with my dad, he looked so, like, embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, he was going to cry, and he was just, like, embarrassed. And then he tried to, like, maneuver around that and just act like the whole situation didn't happen. And so, but we're all sitting there, like, trying to make him feel better. And that was, like, a big moment for me, like, okay, I get it. Like, this was his demons this was his life and past person that he got to look up to Mm -hmm. right Right. so he didn't have a whole lot to go off of and he grew up with stepfathers that weren't good to him and things like that so i think that's when i learned like more grace like wow that's that was his like he loves you guys and me and my dad have great memories together right like me and my dad it may not be the 
picture perfect. We but have it's blips beautiful. in there, yeah. but we have great memories. And I still have my dad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm like, I'm going to meet my dad. I remember then like being like, I'm going to meet my dad where he's at and just value like whatever we have left. You know what I mean? I think that's like. Goodness, I get so angry with people that, you know, like Marie probably can feel maybe mm-hmm. some of this, like you you see these people and they're like, well, I don't talk to my dad or I don't talk yeah. to my mom or mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and, and I get it. That was me. That was yeah. me in my early 20s. That was me from, you know, and I understand there's just why. being that teen, you know, I had other things happen in my life that right. made me the way I am, not my parents, but just being angry in general. But then coming back in 20s being like, okay, I'm going to try to appreciate that. And I and from your stories I could see why you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to talk to your dad and I'm like so proud of you for like being able to move past it and growing through that. Like mm-hmm. that I'm like, "Oh my god, she's amazing. Like how could she do that?" But then I I have other, you know, you hear people and they're like, well, "I'll be like, "Well, why don't you talk to your mom or your dad?" and it'll be something stupid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'll th- and I saw so just look them dead in the face and I'll say, "You know what? Value I don't it. have that mm-hmm. luxury." I and- also have boundaries where I don't overexert myself on things that I don't think he would. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I used to. Like I used to go above and beyond or whatever and I wouldn't feel that reciprocated because he never had that reciprocated for him. So I have to like remember like I don't have to overly do everything in my power. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll meet him with the energy that he meets me and if I feel like I want time with my dad, I'll go out there and have a day with my dad or whatever. Or I'll call and BS with my dad. And, like, me and my dad have—I I used to think that me and my mom were exactly alike. But now I'm like, me and my dad are exactly alike. Like, And when people see me and my mom, they're like, mm-hmm. y'all look so much alike. But then when they see my dad, they're like, never mind. You and your dad are—you know, I think I fought that a lot of my life. And now I'm, like, accepting it. I'm like, no, I am, like, similar to my dad. He's very introverted. But he's, like, a people person. He gets along with everybody. He's, like, free-spirited. Like, no, like, Mm -hmm. structure. Like, does that (laughs) ring a bell? (laughs) How do you feel, like, when it comes to, like, I just get so angry. Like, I'm, like. me, especially with social media, you know, just seeing, you know, people growing up with their father and stuff like that triggers me because I'm, like, dang. I mean, I had a dad. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I had just cut short. It was cut short. Now even you know, Mr. Shelton. Yeah, even when he, even when he was alive, it wasn't enough mm-hmm. time because he was yeah. always away. Oh, okay. So I'm just really glad that, like what I said, my husband is very present in my kids' lives, very supportive, and you know. So do you struggle? Because I'm going to ask you this. Like this is mm-hmm. going deep again, but I mean, I feel like we're going deep today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How do you feel? Because I feel like the big moments, right? Like not having a like like wedding, uh, like your wedding, like your dad walking you down the aisle. Like how did that feel for you? That was hard. Um, you know, every girl's dream is to have right. their dad walk them down the aisle. But um, I just I really think tr- when Tristan was born, it just gave me. That it filled that, the void. It yes, filled the void. Right. Yeah. I so can get that. he's actually named after my father. His okay. middle name is okay. after my father. And so I feel like, you know, going back to that. So like I was raised with all girls. I had two sisters and everything. And the first baby I have is a boy. Is a boy. Mm-hmm. So it his pre- like my son being born, I think it has helped a lot. And that's why it was very important for me to make sure that his father was in his life. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but 
you know, me and Trent co-parented for a while. Like we weren't together when you told me that before you opened when up a bit. Tristan was born. So I just we put our feelings aside towards each, you know, and just wanted to co-parent healthy mm-hmm. around Tristan. And y'all did. Yeah. And so I might need you to talk to me about that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. Help. Send help. help. No, Raise the red flag, white flag. Is it uh, the white flag? I mean, the white flag. <laughs> I think it's important, though, that like we it's, all it's see the your, things yeah. that we missed yeah. and that we're still wanting that. And for then our that's children. why I ended up here. Like, I lived in Indianapolis. I moved to Texas because I knew how important it was for my child to have his father in his life. It wasn't enough for him to see him every two to three months. Right. You know, so me moving out here was a big sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where we were going to end up. Right. You know, thankfully, we decided not we not we decided, you know, we ended up growing. We started dating again. Mm-hmm. And you know, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Couple goals. So that's why I, I make it such a huge deal. Like he, Trent knows how big of a deal it is for me to create family memories. It could be. You know, as simple as just going to the movies together or watching movies together. And I mean, those are the things that children will remember. Right. You know, I know this is daddy issues or daddy day, but I do the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas and Easter, like Carrie knows she's been, you're still going to have to come to the Easter egg hunt. You got something. It's like a thousand eggs and Christmas is like, it's over the top production. The whole yard looks like a rainbow. Those are the memories that I remember from my my mother was a great hostess. Okay. Yes. She was amazing hostess. She would make all the things, you know, all the fudge and the candies and cooked. She was a baker and did all these things for, you know, Christmas. And so bringing those things forward for your kids, it's like how the mm-hmm. that lives on. It's le- it's leaving a legacy, you know, like that's what I hope to do is like leaving a legacy, you know, like I, I, tell, I just had a conversation with my son yesterday. It's Christmas, right? And so, um, you know, I'm, co- I'm in the co-parenting phase. I'm separated. And I told my son, I said, look, like, you have one dad. Like, I wish I could pick up the phone and call Papa, which is what he called my dad. And I'm like, I wish I could call him. You know, I don't have that luxury. Don't take that for granted. Regardless of how someone treats you, you always treat them with respect and kindness mm-hmm. because you need to rise yeah. above. Um, you know, and that's it's that's that's not always easy to do, right? Like, it's easy to just be mad and say, I'm done and I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's easier. And that's right. It's so so much easier. But, you know, the harder road is a lot of times less traveled. But, you know, the end goal is to make sure that, like, you, you stay in tune. And I would tell anybody out there that, you know, if you have, like, have a broken relationship with a mother or father or even a sibling or a friend, like, and you think it's worth it, like... Make it right. Like, make it right. Uh, yeah. It just. Or even if, like, you could make it right. You don't have to deal with them, like, all the time. Right. Make it, it'll be but boundaries. Just make amends. Right. Because you don't know when, right. you know, when things are going to. Yeah. It's just like everybody's time is. And you who know... has time for drama? So it's just kind of well, like. Well, it takes, it takes more. And what I'm learning is it takes more to, to hate and be mad. Yeah. And treat you how you're treating me than to just rise above. Like the easy way out is to just lash back out, right? Like lash back out and give you what you're giving me back. The harder road is to rise above and say, I'm not going to do this, you yeah. know? And so I think that's with any situation in life. I mean, it's so much easier 
so much easier just my to be like, My husband has always said you. that it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. a dollar. Yeah. Is that, or is that five? I don't know. Um, That's, you know. So my husband always said that it takes so much more energy ignoring somebody than actually acknowledging, acknowledging their existence. I could, I could believe that. So that is like... Your husband might know a thing or two about a thing or two. So yeah. I'll take that advice from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say I will. He's got some good advice. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Well, we done with daddy issues. Can we? Uh, we are. Can wrap I it up. Oh patch my! Up my makeup. <laughs> yeah. Maria. I still probably hey, have cry marks. We need a cuss jar and we need Kleenexes next time. Okay. Got it? We got our checklist okay. going. That was Socials. episode three. I'm so excited. That Maria, was fun. And my turn. Yeah. Oh, could you please go like us, follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, YouTube, Twitter, Twitter, all need, the things. Yeah. It's got her back podcast. That's a wrap, guys. That's Thank a wrap. you. Bye.